Because God promised you and me long life. Not only a long life, a fruitful life, effective life, a good life. He did not say that you're going to live your latter part of your life in a wheelchair. He never said that. We are praying to come victorious. We must pray targeting the problem and understand that that is the problem and know that God is able to do great things. In today's sermon, Pastor Miguel Escobar, our special guest speaker, continues unpacking his series on the healing power of God. Pastor Escobar is the founder and director of Terra Globe Ministries International, a ministry called to activate the gifts of the Holy Spirit so signs and wonders become a normal way of living for every believer. God works in so many different ways. I like to connect the healing with, <laughs> with the natural. There's one thing that every medical doctor tells you. It is the prevention medicine. That means that before you go to see the doctor, you got to do your best to keep yourself outside of the doctor's office. Yeah. <laughs> the doctor, don't, honestly, they, they want you there, but they don't want you there. Yeah. What they want is your money, not you. <laughs> so I think it's in the kingdom of God, one specific area is prevention in the spirit. We, we can contribute to our good health by ourselves, understanding many things that perhaps we do it unconsciously. When I share some of this subject, I'm not pointing my finger to nobody and I'm not accusing nobody because I know God is so merciful. But I think many times we get sick because we truly induce ourselves to get sick. And then when we are very sick, we run to God. And we all, and we seek him. My heart now with gone, I don't know if he went with the Lord or not, one of my first cousins. And I said this again very carefully. He smoked about five packs of cigarettes a day. As a young kid, beginning age 12, until literally before he went to hospital in an emergency. We were very close, 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 close. I, I really appreciate my, my, my cousin. And, but he never wanted to stop. So when he got so sick, my uncle, his father, called me. He knew I was in the ministry. By now, I'm in doing the kingdom work, and I've been talking about God is a healer. And this is what he said. Um, he said, nephew, come. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to pray for my son, your cousin. And if God heals him, I become Christian. I said, uncle, that's not the way it works. That's not the way it works. You see, my, my cousin, George, he had abused his body for 45 years. And so I know God can do things and restore and do great things. But I believe God also gave us the, the wisdom to take care of our body. And so with all due respect, and I had to be, again, very careful, smoking even the companies who produce the cigarette put a little word, kill. 
It's amazing how people buy something that is for their own killing. Okay, I'm getting into a touchy subject because I have many Christians coming, but smoking does not stop me from being saved. I said, no, it does not. The only thing is that you go to heaven sooner. <laughs> That's the only thing. And when people drink, you know, people drink and, and it takes it as, an, as, as a hobby and then uh, we damage our body. My heart is that we have the helper. Today we have the Holy Spirit that will help us to somehow, he will help us to fulfill the project of God and make us free, free, free indeed. Irene's father, my father-in-law, was an alcoholic. At age 25, because the way he was upbringing, he was an orphan. He had to care for his sibling. He got up, and his life was really rough, never could educate himself. He liked to drink and fight. As they, I know people. I knew one gentleman in Virginia that he got up in the morning just to fight. He, he was angry and never knew why. But he wanted to go out and fight. Well, today is a little pussycat. <laughs> God changed it. God changed it completely. So my father-in-law drink like he was the ending of the world. And he said that one day he walked through the front of a church. He heard the music. Music today, by the way, was beautiful. Great. Thank you, Ermin. I mean, you're really improving. <laughs> wow, you're doing good. And, and something got him, and he said that I don't know how, but he pulled him right in front of the middle of the pulpit. Before he knew, he was sober. He raised his hands, accepted Jesus, and never drank one drop of wine again. Amen. Amen. So that indicates me that if I trust God, if I seek God, he will help me. To cut all of the temptations and devices that the system produced, that the world produced. Hollywood at one point was the greatest inducer on using smoking and drinking. So the majority of the people that really come very much with terminal illnesses is because they have burned them inside for 20, for 30, for 40 years. That's saying that I hope that you don't get upset with me. Don't get upset. I, in England, in England, people drink, they said, for social. The British, okay, the British at church, at the end of a church, at the end of every service, they have beer that you can drink as much as you want and wine. And then they tell you, if you are American, don't get offended. No, don't get offended. This is our culture. That's how we live. Well, one of my friends, leaders in the church in England, he said we drink a cup, but actually he drink a bottle. Because <laughs> this is how it is. People said if they take one, they like the second, the third, and they, they don't know how to count. Yeah. They just drink. And so police stop them. And they were checking the alcohol in the driver's. And so he said, wow, I'm the, I'm the head pastor in the city. They're going to put me in jail for being under 
driving under the influence. And so when that took place, God was so merciful, something happened with the police officer, he said, and he moved in another direction, told him to move forward because it was the street. From that day, he drank not one bottle. He drank half of a bottle. <laughs> you see, I can help myself. There are things that God can do. But there are things that I have to do. I have to be careful with my own health. We went back in Miami, and we had a beautiful group. We're moving forward, and one of our sisters called me, and this was very interesting. He said, Pastor Miguel, you need to come and pray for me. I have a tumor in my breasts. It was very rapidly and surprisingly. And I said, well, well, tell me, we were in church yesterday, right? Yes, and, but you were not sick. He said, no, I was not sick. But after church, I went to a satanic cult. I wanted to know how Satan operate. Don't do that. If you want to know how lions operate, don't get into their cage. He's going to eat you up for sandwich. Because that's what happened. And so she went into that. And while she looked and observed, she walked out of that place with the tumor in her breast. So I, I said, well, see... I have, I can eliminate many sicknesses in my body. I got to be careful. Uh, we all have a big problem with food. You look at me. We, but at least we try not to eat more. Uh, today, I look ice cream. And I said, no, all for my father TF. He can have it. But it used to be one time that one kilo was nothing. And if you keep Eating, 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 you will explode. So I pray today, one thing, this, let me tell you. Second Kings 6, 17, open his eyes, Lord, that he might see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. Open my eyes, God. Open my understanding because I want to live a long life. Because God promised you and me long life. Not only a long life, a fruitful life, effective life, a good life. He did not say that you're going to live your latter part of your life in a wheelchair. He never said that. I know that many elements. Our body deteriorates. I know that it's just like I said before in an automobile. It gets you by new, eventually it repairs. Well, we have been brought to the world new. <laughs> but now we need many repairs. I got to have glasses. I, I couldn't believe it. I did not have my glasses. I got lost in Virginia one day, and I tried to look them up, and there was no way that I could read the map. And it shocked me. I said, what happened to me? And it was so simple. Use glasses. It was nothing else, but I could not read them up. And I was so ashamed to ask somebody else, could you tell me which way to go? God didn't want nobody to know that I could not read. Okay, so there are things that I can contribute. But in this way that we move forward, please keep this in mind. There are many elements that we must somehow search, search, that we will be built at 
into an image of God, but we will be called very mature leaders. That we are not babies any longer. Paul said that. You're not just drinking milk. I want you to start eating the good, heavy stuff in the kingdom. And so one thing that I believe we have not clearly understood is to ask God. Ask God for the gift. We, we come to church, and I love it, and I appreciate the fact that we come to church. But God said it. That's the golden rule in what in my Spanish church says, the, the, the rule of gold, la regla de oro. I can say it now. You got me messed up. The, 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 the key of all of our success is ask God. Ask God, okay, God, listen, Lord Jesus, I don't understand it, but how can I be effective, number one, into being an agent for healing? What do I have to do to keep my body safe? I know my body will age, and one day I'm going to be 150 years old. And I'm going to see Brother Harmon, Papa Harmon playing together here. So I know that. that. That's a natural process. But on the other side, what I begin to realize, I said, God, show me. See, he did it with the servant. Open his eyes. We, we, we don't see that. And so that's been the number one probably finding in my life. Because every time I have come to pray, I know, number one, like I said in the beginning, yes, you are the healer. You can heal. There's no doubt about it. Secondly, you want to do a joint partnership, a joint venture between the church and you. And so, therefore, he wants to release his glory. But he wants us to be ready and be honest and be really passionate about saying, yes, God, I want to be used by you, Father God. He's not going to do it with anybody that is not interested. That's why I appreciate every one of you here today. I love you. I mean, I appreciate that. Because you are showing interest, and God responds to that. Yeah. So many times for me in my career of praying for people was, God, please show me. Because one thing that happened, the enemy operate in the darkness Okay, And he is going to try to make you feel that you live in the darkness and you have no option to be moved into the kingdom of light. So as long as he keeps you in darkness, you will have no hope about anything. And so I said, God, if you show me, if he shows us what is the problem, that automatically becomes the light. Because... One thing I have learned, that when we are being shown the root of any problem, of any sickness, whatever, automatically the enemy feels that he's defeated because, oh my goodness, they know who I am now. Satan cannot come here looking like Satan because he will be rebuked before he even shows up. But if he comes dressed up like a beautiful, wonderful person, and if you come hiding, it will be okay. I had this experience. I go in a relation in, in a uh, well. I was a uh, dream in the spirit, and God takes me to a church, and there comes a person that I relate to him. I say Chilean, 
And I said, well, this guy just looked like a Chilean, good looking. He come to me and he said, Pastor Miguel, we have been looking for you. Why have you not come? And soon as I, he come closer to me from my inside, I said, Satan, get out of my life. Wow. And he looked at me and I said, always in a very Chilean slang. He said, no, 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 no. I'm your friend. I'm, your, I, I, I'm a member of the church. And I, I'm here. I came to serve you. And I said, or immediately right after, Satan, get out of my life. And his face fell down. It was Satan. Now, God is with me right here. And he said, Miguel, my church needs discernment. So do you. You need discernment. You need to know because the enemy will come and confuse us and deceive us and make you tell, no, don't worry. Everybody's doing it. Don't worry. Why not doing it? If everybody is definitely doing it. So I realize that when we begin to ask God, we have the power to pray to eradicate the problem much easier. I learned something else as we talk about how to become effective as we move forward in prayer. Not often, but very often, in the privacy of my heart, before I begin to pray, or almost automatically, I bind Satan. Satan, I bind you. I don't say I'm rebuking a demon. I'm not saying anything. I'm keeping it in my heart because Satan knows what is inside of me. And when I speak in my spirit, he knows it. So what that is, what that means, many sicknesses are being place in our life by the work of evil. Peter said that he is going looking around like a roaring lion seeking whom to devour. So that indicates to you and to me that it's Satan, the originator of all of the main destructive sicknesses in our life. So when I bind the work of evil, when I come, I said, Satan, number one, you bind. Maybe many times I can even say it openly. I don't have any problems. Say, Satan, I bind you. We are praying. You know what God does? It's amazing because I said, God showed me. He gave us incredible instruction. What is the problem? So I don't, I don't shoot blind. I, I don't shoot all over the building and I hope I can get the bird. I got enough bullets. I'm going to shoot right or left. That was in the time of John Wayne. No more. We shoot to kill now. We are praying to come victorious. We must pray targeting the problem and understand that that is the problem and know that God is able to do great things. Hallelujah. And so you are going to do, in, in a sense, something that maybe you have not done before because it is something that I love. It. It's not about being qualified by men. It's about being connected with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You, you, you feel that connection and you're going to really run and no way that anybody can stop you. My greatest experience among few, there's a lady in the hospital. I mentioned maybe some of you, but it's amazing. And I go to see the, with the mother of one of my pastor friends and uh, I meet her and I pray. I said the same thing. God showed me what happened. She had just come out of surgery from heart. Heart surgery. She's really feeling bad. She's now breathing well. Wow. But she was supposed to be okay. And so, as soon as I prayed, I said, God showed me. And God opened my eyes like it is this. And he showed me the heart completely open. 
And so now I'm shocked. I mean, I'm, I'm really shocked. Because he opened his part of the body, and I see the heart that is not functioning well. Because this is what the spirit said. The doctor did not perform a good surgery. Now, this is critical. We got information that nobody else can have it. Hallelujah. And they don't believe it. So I called the doctor. I said, doctor, you must forgive me, number one. Please, I'm sorry. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a preacher. I mean, I love about, I talk about my, my Jesus. But did you operate this particular vein in the heart? I was trying to explain it. He said, yes, I did. Well, I'm sorry, doctor. You did it wrong. <laughs> this is what God wants you and me to do. Risk, risk, risk our life. You are going to do something unusual. This is not only like I said in the very beginning, Father, please, if you want me to pray for the sick, bring me people with headaches. Don't get me anybody else, okay? Headache, be okay. But somebody that is more than a headache, take it to, what about the mason? Don't don't give it to me. Give it to, to Harmon. Because what happened that we are evaders? We are running away from it. No, 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 no. Please, make clear. Satan must run. He must flee. We are to be the winners, the overcomers. When I begin to understand that, oh, there's something that comes inside of you. And you know that you become truly, honestly, a super individual. But you know it's not you. You know that it's God in you. And when you know, so the doctor accepted, took it to the x-ray, and he said, yes, that was the problem. And put it back again in the surgery and did it again. So what is, I believe, what we have to do is, number one, as I said, bind the enemy. You have the power. We have the incredible opportunity given by God to defeat the enemy as we speak. Proverbs 20 said clearly that we have the power of life and death in our tongue. And I want you to say thank you God because you gave me the the greatest honor to defeat the world, defeat the enemy. Circumstances cannot come over me. I don't have to have it. But listen, listen, I never can take away the idea that when God gave a promised land to the people of Israel, 12 spies, it was not an empty land. It was not ready for harvesting. It was a land that had to be won. You have to conquer it. You have to overcome it. You have to prove it that you believe in me. I'm giving you something, but prove it that you will earn it by faith. Because my, you, the enemies are already defeated. You have not seen it, but I have already defeated it. But I want you to move on forward. And so when that began to happen, then I said, sickness says, it's my enemy. Any sickness is my enemy. So what I'm going to have to take is stand to fight in the spirit. It goes again two ways. My personal life, because we also need help. We also need healing ourselves. And it's a battle. I've been taking the idea. Remember I had that phlebitis story with phlebitis. I went to Singapore. I have not yet known my frontier. 
So I go to Singapore with tremendous pain in my leg. The doctor said to me, and that's what the, when he asked me for $3,000, he said, you're going to die on the plane. And I said, that'd be okay. I'm not paying the bill. <laughs> if I died on the plane, you can collect. So you better pray that I will be back alive. But he will even come back alive. I'm not paying the bill either. So I'm here in the church. I'm talking. Same thing. Brother Miguel, will you please uh, preach? Uh, this is even more funny. The preacher had fell and broken ankle. So they had no preacher, and the church is ready, and they have nobody to call. So they call me. They risk their life by calling me. But I'm sick. I'm real sick. I can barely move my leg. The pain is great bigger. And so now I have one night service. Nobody that I know I'm sick. I'm not agreeing with the fact that I'm sick. I'm battling. It's a battle. It is not easy. It's not easy to attain. But you can win. And so I do what I do. I finish my service. It was a beautiful, beautiful time. And so the pastor ran and happened to be an American pastor living in Singapore. Crazy. He came to me, Pastor Miguel, Pastor Miguel, God just told me you need to speak for 90 days nonstop. I said, he does not know that I'm sick. He doesn't know that. And so many things came into my mind. But this is what I did. I said, okay, when did God tell you that? He said, about a minute ago. <laughs> I said, okay, give me another minute. I'm going to call Jesus. And this is what I said. God, this is good, but I don't feel good. So it's very simple. If you heal my leg, I stay. If you don't heal my leg, I go to see my wife. God Took one second, heal my leg, automatically, automatically. And so this is what happened to me. I said, where is my pain? Wait a minute, I like it. I got used to it. That's what happened with our human nature. We want to be sick. We like to be sick. Some people like it because all poor things. I had a, an auntie that she said, Miguel, there's no sickness in the world that I don't have. <laughs> I said, well, my God, I was a kid. I was a young kid. Every time I used to see my auntie, oh, my little boy, I'm going to die. Well, tia, tia, auntie, you have not died yet. You've been dying for about 10 years. You need to die, please. Because it was all... So, in other words, it is an incredible problem because we have not seen yet who God is. So, when I get the revelation, when I get the understanding that my God is all over me, yet we are subject of being sick. We are subject to have problems. I can have accidental to accidental problems that it, it causes something can be broken or whatever. You know? But I know, I know that if we fight, we will win. So two things that I want you to do. Pray for yourself. And this is the way that I want you to pray. My wonderful friend, now with the Lord, pastor of a very large church in Chile, told me his story. He said, Miguel, when I entered into the kingdom of God, nothing, nothing works. I had problems and problems and problems. 
And now my bishop have said, you will start a church in that part of the city. And so I got very excited, but I got sick, he said, just by the fact that I was given this great opportunity. So you see, the enemy will try to stop you from being who God wants you to be. That's so simple. So he said, okay. He went through such an incredible, painful experience. He wrote a letter to God. He said, God, I'm going to write a letter to my bishop. And I will renounce this position because it's too complicated. Before I accepted the anointing position, I had no problem. I said yes to God, and I got hit. So I'm not getting you worried. I'm just getting you excited. So he goes, write the letter, and he put the letter on his jacket. He's going to get a bus to go to the office where the bishop is located. And here comes somebody for the Chilean culture. Coming back again, the Chilean culture. It's pretty common to see people dancing with their eyes closed. I don't know how they can do it without hitting each other. Every time I go and I see them, I run. They're going to hit me. I know. You, they can't buy, and they don't hit you. And they do that for minutes and 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and the Spirit of the Lord is manifesting His joy in these people's life. Wow. So He said, I'm ready about to take the bus, and here comes one. Guy looking like a beggar, badly dressed, really smelling bad, dancing. Of course, he related romantically. This is the street. It cannot be. And he starts dancing, dancing, dancing. And he gets right next to him. And he said, don't give the letter. Wow. He said, how can he know about my letter? And so he realized there was God. And automatically God came to him and said, hey, listen, listen. You need to do this prayer. Feel, heal my soul, heal my mind, and heal my body. You do that for seven days, he said. He said he went home for seven days, all day long. Heal my mind, heal my body, heal my soul. He said at the end of seven days, he had an explosion in his own room. God set him free. Wow. He became one of the most wealthiest pastors in the city. Incredibly wealthy. Incredibly blessed. And I had the privilege to have him with us in my home in Miami. We were friends. We are friends, friend, friend, friend. I said, okay, God. So I want you to say to the Lord as you go forward in the next week, Lord, heal my soul. Heal my mind. Heal my body. Why? Because we don't know what might be pending, but God will set us free. That's number one. It is me. God wants me to be okay. God wants me to be in good health. God wants me to be, do not have any door or opportunity for the enemy to come into my life. So it's a very simple prayer. But it's so effective. Heal me, Lord. Heal me, Lord. So in other words, I'm not going to depend necessarily on third people praying for me, third parties, but I'm going to know that God will bless me and heal me and deliver me. You've been listening to Sunday Sermons from Southside Christian Fellowship Church, a place where you are loved, accepted, and received, a place of healing, a place of prayer, a place of hope. We invite you to join us this Sunday and every Sunday. For service times, location, and other information about the church, please visit our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net. Again, that's southsidechristianfellowship.net. As we wrap up today's message, we would like to once again thank you for listening. We would like to also 
have Papa Herman, an elder at Southside, to speak a Father's blessing over you. May the Lord bless and keep you, that He would cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, that the Lord would lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace. And remember that the Lord's favor is with you all the time. Expect it. It is with you. It's manifesting itself to you. It will overtake you no matter where you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.